we'd like to welcome you back to part 8 of our study on the 19 ways they are trying to kill us. Red level alert. Uh, this is for the, uh, the date of uh, October 23rd, 2011. And uh, let's just go to the next point here, which is point 9 in the FDA. <clears throat> Some doctors have been known to call this the Federal Death Agency. There are countless det- uh, detrimental to life things. The guy that wrote this, I'm sorry, he wrote it very disjointedly, unfortunately. Uh, countless things that they have regulated that are detrimental to life. Additives, fillers, chemicals, artificial extenders, dyes, poisons in plastic food containers, and even radiation. And all these things are just fine for the FDA for us to eat. But don't you dare consume any raw organic milk. They just won't have any of that. And again, it's it's what... You know, if it's evil, they'll allow it. That's good. They want you to consume as much of that as possible so you'll die quicker. But if it's good for you, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're going to regulate that. We're going to micromanage that. We are going to make sure that you have to jump through tons of hoops to get to that. And you're going to pay out the nose for it as well, uh, if you can even get it at all. And particularly now with this raw milk which really is one of the most beneficial things you can put in your body, raw organic milk. Um, go to the Weston, Weston Price Foundation, W-E-S-T-O-N, Weston Price Foundation, or Weston Price. Just do a keyword search for that on the Internet, and, you, and you'll look at all the stuff they've got on milk, and you will understand why there's been all these raids on these people producing raw milk and raw cheese and these types of things. Raw milk is the way that when, um, like, the dairy industry first started, that was the way it was. I mean, you got raw milk delivered directly to your door. I don't know I, I don't know if you got it every day or every other day. I'm not sure exactly how that all worked, but that was the way it was. And But see... Raw milk is very, very beneficial to the body. Very, very beneficial to the intestinal tract, the flora of the body. Now, I understand certain people have lactose intolerance and things of this nature. Okay, but for the most part, it's very beneficial. One of the healthiest, most nutrition-packed things you can put in your body. And that's anything that's going to be really good like that, they're going to go after it. And it's just, you know, I don't know if you've been following all the stuff that, that all these raids that have happened on these raw milk producers as of late in the U.S., but it's been legion. I haven't been able to report on them because there's been so many, essentially, other than maybe through my health newsletter. So, if you report adverse effects from one of their approved elements, you may not hear back from them for years. You won't even be noticed if you're already a statistic. It makes, it just... It just depends on what make, made you sick. If it's something a huge corporation makes, then forget about it. They're not going to acknowledge you, the FDA. If you get sick from a peach you bought at a local roadside stand, though, or some lemonade from your little neighbor's, uh, from your neighbor's little girl's stand down the street, well, it's curtains for them. They'll get 10-plus years in the slammer. In other words, they make you know an absolute mountain out of a molehill if it's something that's really beneficial. But if it's something really satanic and evil that you're consuming, they're, you know, oh no, there's nothing to any of that. And again, we talked about NutraSweet, I believe it was last week. It's just one example of that. Uh, Just beware while you're shopping at your favorite fresh food uh, grocer. Those black suburban cars, SWAT team cops, and big AK-47 rifles can be quite startling when they burst through the door. Oh, I forgot about all the toxic chemicals that they're allowed to go um, into our skin and hair products too. That's a whole other study on all the toxic ingredients in the skin products, the hair products, the cosmetics, the toothpaste, the underarm deodorants. I mean, that's huge. Generally speaking, anything with prope or meth, P-R-O-P or M-E-T-H, if that's on the label, it's typically something very toxic. Now, I think there are some certain exceptions to that with organic stuff. But for the most part, if you're uh, any any kind of, of regular over-the-counter deodorant, soap, hair care, skin care, cosmetic, toothpaste, you name it, it's going to be like death in a tube or bottle or whatever it comes in. And just bear that in mind. That's just the way it is. You have to go out of your way to stay away from this, this um, all the toxic ingredients that they put in these things. 
that Alex Jones advertises uh, that Calben Pure Soap. That's a good soap. They're, they're soaps. They don't have any extra uh, additives. They've got a, uh, a uh, soap line, a, a uh, laundry detergent, a dish soap, you, you name it. Bar soaps, those are good. Um, really, generally speaking, the, the, the smaller the ingredient list, the better for any of this stuff. Whether it be bread or a deodorant or toothpaste, typically the smaller the ingredient list, the better. And if it's not organic, if it's not something that, that if it's just something like over the counter, you could just, like, that you get at any drugstore or supermarket or whatever, you, you can just automatically assume it's got all kind of carcinogenic stuff in it. Or all kind of things that act as what they call xenoestrogens, which are things that mimic estrogen in the body. And um, what that'll do is it has this nice feminizing effect on men, you know. They start to grow female breasts, and, and it has this nice effeminizing, uh, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have a backbone anymore, they don't want to stand up for nothing. And again, it's all by design. Just like fluoride burns out your blow, lower brain lobes, which controls your will to resist and makes you a docile sheep, this is a big reason why they're getting away with all this. Because people have literally been chemically lobotomized, essentially, through all these myriad of chemicals that are being introduced into the body that are wreaking havoc on our brain and hormonal system. So, I, seriously though, about the xenoestrogens, they do that to men. And um, they, it's, xenoestrogens are um, the, the type of estrogen, in, particularly in women, that is cancer-causing. There's a lot of estrogen-based tumors. Well, the xenoestrogens are not the good estrogen that your body would normally produce. And, and granted, a woman's body can produce too much estrogen. That's true. But these are xenoestrogens, and they are—they um, have a lot to do with the with the uh, incidence of higher cancer rates, particularly in women. And again, I could do a whole study on that alone. But the—you um, can go up like on the internet and do like a keyword search for harmful uh, or toxic ingredients in, like, let's say, skincare or toothpaste or. Hair care, or and I just did that yesterday. I had a, uh, a listener ask me about it, and I mean, I found the list right away. They may not all be exhaustive, but you can find a, a you can get a pretty good idea of what's bad and what's not. And again, this is something a, a way that they have been trying to kill us for a many, many, many years, and nobody, or not nobody, but very few people have had a clue about this. And I'm not even using this as a point. This is not even one of the 19 points. There's just no way to cover it all, really. So, let's go further here. Uh, and then he goes on to say, P.S., watch out for domestic homegrown terrorists like John McCain and Dick Durbin. They've been trying to outlaw your vitamin and mineral diet supplements, and they just won't quit. And we're going to talk a lot more about that, uh, actually, next. Uh, an estimated 80% of processed foods sold in the U.S. contain genetically modified organisms. Yet GMO foods are totally unlabeled thanks to the FDA. So, all this controversy about these GMO foods, thanks to the FDA, they don't have to tell us when they're in any food. I mean, unless it's, it's organic. But even then, a lot of the organic fields have most likely been contaminated. So, for the past 20 years, Americans have been denied their basic right to know because of a flawed regulatory system that has relied on corporate science without adequate peer review, testing, and scientific oversight. It's time for a change. And there's a little link here that I give you. It's entitled, Tell the FDA to Label GMO Foods. They should be doing that. But again, they want Satan wants to always keep you in the dark about everything. And he's using these companies and these gigantic uh, Companies that, that are out there producing the GMO products, and like you know, Monsanto and ConAgra, and a lot of them, he's using them mightily to keep us in the dark. And they're using their money and, and their lobbying pressure on representatives and people in government to make sure that nobody knows what GMOs are in. And, and, and to make sure that we are as in the dark as possible about all the issues that we're really bringing up here. 
So already more than 40 countries around the world require labeling of food that contains GMOs. So this is something that in 40 other countries they do. While Americans who live in the land of the free have no idea what's even in our food. Citizens in Australia, Brazil, and European Union, Japan, Russia, and even China now have the legal right to know. I mean, even China. It's pretty bad when they're, you know, when China has more rights in a particular area than you do. Next point, number 10, is vitamin supplement demonization. The pharmaceutical companies have a jealousy problem. They don't like all the money you've been spending on vitamins to stay healthy. It's just driving them crazy. And now remember, what most people spend on as vitamins and minerals is synthetic garbage. Okay? And I just, I've mentioned this before, it's not a real vitamin. It's a fraction of a synthetically made fraction of a vitamin complex. So, please bear that in mind. And um, I've got into that in previous teachings. And that's why I recommend typically uh, whole food stuff, um, a lot of these good green um, nutrient things. A lot of them, I mean, I've seen them up on like Alex Jones' website and Steve Quayle's, those green food type of things. Those are good, you know. Uh, hopefully, get something that's organic. Uh, right Foods, Innate Response Formulas, Standard Process. These are some good companies that have made whole food. And actually, Right Foods and Innate Response Formulas are probably at the top of the heap because they actually make every single one of their vitamins and minerals literally from a food. I don't know any other company that's been able to pull that off. So, those are some of the product lines I, I carry. So, if, you know, you can find them online if you're interested. You can contact me. So, let's go further here. Uh, so all this money that you're spending on vitamins is driving the pharmaceutical companies crazy so they've got our government to sign on to the UN treaty called Codex Alimentarius now I've known about this for a long 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 time I mean 10 plus years and I've never really seen a real remedy for this They every time I've ever seen anything written about this Pretty much what I've seen is that it's just a matter of time before it's fully implemented. I have jumped up and down, tried to get like some of the nutrient companies I've dealt with, like Standard Process and these, to, to look at this. And they, the one from Standard Process was so pathetic because the lady was like, well, our lawyers have told us that it's nothing to worry about. We trust them implicitly. So you trust your lawyers implicitly on this UN treaty called Codex Alimentarius that they probably don't even know anything about. And they probably think, oh, it can't be implemented. It'll never happen. You know, but that's typical. You know, you would think that there would be a gigantic lobbying effort from all of these vitamin, um, herbal companies out there, alternative, to go against this. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. It's like the 501c3 church. There should be certain things that they're really, really just banding together about and going after issues of, of, of sin and, and, and abortion and homosexuality. And for the most part, I just don't see a big concerted effort to push that back, to push that evil back. I don't see it from the vitamin companies either. You know, so it's, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So let's go further. The multi-county country UN treaty wants to dictate just how little nutrition you actually need in your vitamin pills. Something like that wouldn't be enough for your pet fly. So in other words, they want to make sure that your vitamins have the bare, bare minimum amount of, and again, it's synthetic vitamins, and the, the very bare minimum, I mean like somebody that would be like an elderly person in a retirement home that doesn't get out of their bed. That's basically what the RDA values are based on. The recommended daily allowances. They're woefully inadequate for the average person. And not only that, what they recommend is a synthetic uh, bunch of garbage vitamins and minerals anyway. You know, the, like typically what's sold like as far as calcium goes, for instance, you know, calcium carbonate, or it's basically like ground up rocks. Your body cannot assimilate. It, it takes 13 steps in the body to break down calcium carbonate into usable calcium. 13 steps. Uh, calcium uh, citrate or, or, or the actual active form in the bloodstream is called calcium bicarbonate. And 
there's other forms of calcium that you can get, like calcium citrate or food state calcium, or even calcium lactate, um, that is actually takes far less steps to break down. But again, that's a whole other kind of subject to get into. But those, they want to make sure that whatever vitamins you would get would be in the bare minimal amount that wouldn't even be able to sustain life and, and making sure that what those vitamins are is they're synthetics. So they're, they're garbage anyway. Because synthetic vitamins are, not, are just maybe a notch above drugs. They're created in a synthetic uh, environment in a laboratory the same way a drug was created. I view them about a notch above drugs. But when you get a cereal and it's fortified, that's all you're getting. You're getting synthetic vitamins just, you know, sprinkled back into it. It's like Wonder Bread when it first came out. Wonder Bread, you know, it rots bodies in 13 different ways. That was their original slogan. Oh, sorry, I mean, builds bodies in 13 different ways. And they, what they do is they take every single thing out of the bread, they bleach it with a product called Alaxin. In the bleaching process... That um, that byproduct of the bleaching process, which is something you should never consume, is bleached white flour. Never causes diabetes. The alaxin, I believe, that's that's created in the bleaching process, destroys the beta cells of the pancreas, or they're also called the islets of Langerhans, if you want to get really technical, and it destroys them. Well, those are the things, the beta cells or the islets of Langerhans is what produces insulin. So if you destroy the islets of Langerhans in the, um, in the, in the uh, pancreas by eating a whole bunch of bleached white flour and you don't know any better, you're eating your Wonder Bread year after year after year and then you turn up with diabetes, you've already done this massive amount of damage. I don't know what real remedy you could take for that. Standard Process does have some products that I think might help that, but it, there, the point is, is there's a point of no return. There's a point of where you've caused so much damage to a particular organ that it's incapable of cellular repair, um, or it's very hindered because you've done so much damage. So, bleach white flour, one of the worst things you can put in your body. So what they do is they come out with Wonder Bread, rot, rots bodies in 13 different ways, and they, and they say 13 different vitamins and minerals. This is like way back whenever they came out with that stuff in the 40s or whatever. And so what they do is they, they bleach everything out of the bread. They, they take everything out. They take every bit of the nutritional content out. They take the E-complex, the B-complex, everything that would have been naturally good in the bread. They strip it bare, bleach it. It's like you'd be, it's like the equivalent of eating um, wallpaper paste, essentially. Okay, it's, it's, about, it's about on par with wallpaper paste, which, you know, can be good on a sandwich, a little bit of, you know, cheese on the side. But, yeah, you, um, it's about the equivalent of wallpaper paste, and then what they do is they sprinkle in 13 different synthetic nutrients. Well, it's the same thing they do with so many products. I mean, just look at your cereals, any cereal you get. Oh, it's, it's fortified. Fortified means they've inserted, they've injected synthetic nutrients. And a lot of those nutrients, particularly some of the B vitamins have been proven to cause sterilization in men, in particular. Well, that, does that fit in with the first commandment of the New World Order, the Georgia Guidestones, to do, w- reduce world population to 500 million? Yeah, it does. And this is why men, for years and years and years now, their sperm counts have gotten a lot lower, they've become uh, sterile, infertile, whatever you want to call it, and it's happening on a lot of different levels. The xenoestrogens that I mentioned, the, the synthetic B vitamins that they ladle into all these products. I really wish it wasn't this complicated. But just understand, Satan hates you so bad that he just wants to do everything on the planet possible to deceive you and to make sure that you're being destroyed in every possible way, every way he can get a foot or a toehold in your life. That's what this is all about. I couldn't even go begin to go over all of it. I, I'm, I'm a pretty broad, I've got a lot of broad knowledge uh, in this particular area, but I mean, you know, I could probably do a hundred part teaching on all the ways they're really, really literally trying to kill us. I'm just trying to hit some of the big ones here. Sorry, I, I wish it was a little more positive, but, you know, I love you enough to tell you the truth. So let's go forward here. Uh, they want to give you the rights to Big Pharma, 
They want to give the rights to Big Pharma to make the pills. In other words, if Codex Elementarius is implemented, uh, to make vitamin pills with only slightly more milligrams at 1,000 times the cost. So in other words, all you'll be able to have access to if Codex Elementarius comes through this wonderful United Nations uh, piece of legislation, which they've already implemented it in Europe, as far as I know. Uh, I don't know if it's fully implemented, but it is to a large extent, I believe. Essentially, what would end up ultimately happening is, is you couldn't get vitamins or minerals through anybody but your MD, who have no training in nutritional uh, supplementation at all, in vitamins even. They have zero to three hours in their whole education. Well, if you are part of the pharma cartel that literally owns the medical colleges where the MDs are trained and owns the hospitals, you own the MDs. You're the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, you own this whole situation. Vitamins are, are a are competition. They're a threat to you. They really, I mean, true nutrition, the way it comes through foods and herbs and things of this nature, if the truth were really known about those things, that would be the ultimate threat to your industry. So you're going to keep your MDs who are trained totally in the dark about this stuff. You would be better off going to your auto mechanic and asking advice of them about nutrition than you would about an MD. Whatever training he's got has been, I'm surely, tainted. Or going to his wife, she probably has a better idea about the vitamins and minerals than he would. They're not trained in it. And it goes... It's diametrically opposed to what they're trying to do. They're trying to drug and surgery the body into good health, for the most part. It's a flawed paradigm. It's flawed. The whole system's flawed. I don't have a problem with emergency medicine. But beyond that, you can't drug a body into good health. Sometimes surgery is necessary. I understand that. Okay, But again, I think it should be reserved for the vein of emergency type surgery. Or like, let's say you've... Like, for instance... I have a ligament from another person in my left knee. I had an injury when I was like 15 or 14. And, you know, that was really my only option. Um, Saving God, healing it, it was totally torn in half. It was not going to rejoin itself miraculously. And I had the surgery. And it was a good surgery. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it. There are certain, obviously, instances when that's warranted. So I'm not against all medical intervention. Uh, you break a bone. Hey, you need to get that bone set. You know, I want to go to a chiropractor and get the bone set. He's out of, that's out of his scope of practice. And I am a chiropractor, so. <laughs> but I'm talking about, in general, though, maintaining health and, and these types of things. So going further, it said, and to make it even better, you'll have to go to your doctor even if you can find one after Obamacare kicks in, for a prescription for your vitamin A, B, C, D, etc. You'll actually have to have your vitamins, your synthetically, uh, synthetic vitamins that are at a very, very um, tiny strength. The only way you're going to be able to get them is through an MD, through a prescription. But again, wouldn't that be a great way to try to kill us all? Totally take away one of the primary... Uh, and that granted, synthetic vitamins are not going to give you bring health, okay? But again, that what they would do is they would take everybody out of the game. They would take all the natural companies. They would take probably all the food state companies that are really making good vitamins. All of this would be removed from the marketplace, and all you're going to have access to is garbage, and that's through an MD with a pre- with a magic prescription pad. I mean, that's nightmarish. That's it. That scenario. Going further, so now we won't have to worry about all those maintaining good about maintaining good health because our loving government will do it for us, right? So when all the diseases that are caused by nutritional deficiencies get even worse, all the pharmaceutical companies will be lined up and waiting to fix us. I mean, I'm I'm feeling good about it already. Are you guys? Come on, feeling warm and fuzzy. Are you getting the picture yet? We get foods that are loaded with chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, hormones, and antibiotics, plus the GMOs. Coupled with severely uh, depleted nutrients and minerals. Now, here's another thing. One of the reasons that pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and all that genocide stuff became so prevalent is because the soils 
have been so depleted that the plants growing out of those same soils have no defense systems. In other words, if you grow, if you take um, a plant, you plant it in the ground, okay, and you plant a crop on a given parcel of land year after year after year, and you don't let the land rest like the Bible says. Did you know the Bible talks about letting the land rest? Okay, Why did God say that? Because he didn't want you to make money that year? Or he didn't want you to have a harvest that year? No. Because when you let the land rest, you let the soil replenish itself. Okay, What they do now, and what they've done for many, many years in the farmer's um, modern day farming, they don't let the land rest. They plant crop after crop after crop. If at bare minimum they're rotating crops, which they should at least be doing that, because at least you're going to get some... Uh, put back of mineralization in the soil, but the soil becomes extremely depleted. Now, if you grow a plant out of extremely depleted soil, the plant is only as good as the soil it's grown out of, right? I mean, if you put garbage food in your body, and people don't think like this, but if you put garbage food in your body, do you think your body's going to run great? If you put garbage gasoline in your gas tank, is your car going to run right? If you grow the soil, if you grow a plant out of soil, and the soil's totally been depleted and stripped, and it has you know, no organic material in it, and things that should be there aren't there, like worms. Worms are actually really good. They aerate the soil. They actually put back a lot of nutrients. The soils now are sterile and dead and depleted from all the fungicides and herbicides and pesticides. Now you're using Terminator seeds to boot with Monsanto. Roundup-ready crops where you can literally spray the crops with Roundup and it doesn't kill the plant. If you were to try to grow plants in that particular thing and not use the fungicides and pesticides and herbicides, the the plant is going to be so weak... Because it has no real immune system and it's, it's just a weak plant. It's grown out of garbage soil. That the whole crop would be decimated because it would have nothing to fend off anything. Now there's a book written about this. Uh, it's called Empty Harvest. Empty Harvest. Mark Anderson. He's a guy that actually has worked with uh, Standard Process. One of the pro- primary product line I'm trading. Now I, he's not a Christian, okay? So if you read the book, don't expect it to be but he does a very good job of explaining what they've done to the soil. The soil is literally the foundation of the food chain. It starts there. I mean, isn't it like, okay, you grow a plant, and then if you're even going to eat the cow, you got to feed them what was grown out of the soil, right? The grains or the corn or whatever you're going to feed them. Or, or if they're grass-fed, which they should be, cows are meant to be grass-fed, not corn-fed or grain-fed, well, the grass has to grow out of the ground, right? So if the ground is garbage, then the grass is going to be garbage. The cow eats the grass, it has an effect on the cow. Or if there's pesticides on whatever you're feeding the cow, it has an effect on the cow. So everything, it's a cascading effect. But it starts at the soil. We're created from the dust of the earth. Humans, right? Didn't God create Adam out of the dust of the earth? Well, yeah. So it's very important that the soil be like, um, that was my chair creaking, just so you know, that wasn't like anything. Anyway, so what the soil is, it's, it's essential for our health. If it's garbage soil, then we're going to get a really, really, really bad effect downstream. Okay, so bear that in mind. Read the book Empty Harvest by Mark Anderson. Okay, and... Uh, we can go from there. Okay, Taylor's laughing about the whole the leather chair creaking here. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, let's go further here. Okay, so... Are you getting the picture? We get foods that are loaded with chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, hormones, and antibiotics, coupled with severely uh, depleted nutrients and minerals, and shipped in all from all over the world with scant oversight. Yet, they want to deny us the only means we have to counteract the industrialization and overprocessing of our foods. In other words, they want to take every possible thing away from us 
that would help us maintain good health, clarity of mind, the will to resist, the will to get on our knees and pray, the will to, you know, be proactive, to maybe possibly preposition ourselves prior to these cataclysmic events, the strength to move. They want to take all that away from you. And this is a great way that they're going to ultimately try to accomplish that. So the deal is to keep us very sick, slowly dying, and drain our purses dry before we die. Speaking of dying, how many people are killed by vitamins each year? None, or maybe one, and if that, I mean, I could see if they took like a overdose on a whole bunch of synthetic vitamins, I don't know. But anyway, uh, which essentially are drugs, they're just, they're, like I said, about a notch above drugs, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and they do have side effects. Synthetic vitamins do have side effects. If consumed, well, really even in lower quantities, but... It's not the way God intended it to be. From the way the FDA is reacting in Senator Durbin's new bill, you might think that there was a Holocaust in progress regarding vitamins. Well, there is, but it's not caused by the vitamins. It's caused by them. So now, in regard to the end times, I I think I've talked about these verses one other time. Uh, We go to Revelation 6.5. It says, And when he had opened the third seal, now again, we're well into the tribulation at this point, I heard the third beast say, Come and see, and, be, and beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now, if we go and we do a keyword search of measure, the word measure, it's strong's, Number G5518, I give you all the in the, uh, the thing here, it's from the Greek, choenix, it looks like. Anyway, a choenix, which is a dry measure, which is where the word measure is derived from in that verse, is a dry measure, it contains two serati, which is less than a quart, or as much as would support a man of moderate appetite for one day. So when it says a measure of wheat, we're talking about a measure of wheat that would supply a man of moderate appetite for a day. It's a little less than a quart of wheat. Okay, But when it says, a measure of wheat for a penny, that word penny is derived from denarion, the word denarion. And what does that mean? A Roman silver coin in New Testament times called a denarius. It was the principal silver coin of the Roman Empire. From the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, it would seem that a denarius was the ordinary pay for a day's wages. See Matthew 20, verses 2 through 13. So, it says a measure of a wheat for a penny. What is that basically saying? That's saying that in that particular time, when the black horse rides, okay, it's going to cost you a full day's pay just to eat. That's what it's saying. Okay? Uh, That's... Not a good scenario. I mean, could you imagine if you had to take every single bit of the income coming in and and devote that purely to just eating? There'd be nothing left over, in other words. You know, and there's more, there's more to living a life than just eating. And, and so it's going to get that bad at some point. Now, if we have wisdom, we should prepare for this. Like God instructed Joseph to do. And again, this could come, I believe this could come well before, I'm not saying when the black horse rides, but I'm saying we could have famine. I can see them playing that card, the New World Order playing that card mightily in order to get people to submit. In order to get, I mean, people start getting hungry, particularly in America where we've never really known what it feels like to be hungry. You better believe that there's going to be a lot of desperate people real quick. And they're going to be willing to sell their soul, to do whatever it takes in order to get whatever it takes to get fed. We haven't even got to a point where we've been put in a desperation mode as of yet. You know, where we're actually, okay, we don't have water to drink or food. Most of us have it. Maybe some in America. And I'm not saying like, meaning to like belittle homeless people or anything like that. But I mean, a a, a lot of the people that would be listening 
um, or just average everyday Americans. Okay. So, if we have wisdom, we should prepare for this like God instructed Joseph to do. Genesis 41.34 says, Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. This is when they had seven plenteous years and seven years of famine. So this is what, this is what um, Joseph instructed, God, through Joseph, instructed the Pharaoh to do. Appoint officers over the land, take up a fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, and let them gather all the food of those good years that come in, lay up the corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let, the, let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be in store for the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, and the land that the land perish not through the famine. So, again, that's a biblical example of actually taking some proaction. Okay? Now, I'm not saying God can't feed you in the wilderness. I'm not saying he can't supply all your need. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you see this coming, and it's coming, we're going over all the ways that it's coming here, or most of them, and you have the ability to do something to prepare... You know, just do the math. So, Proverbs 6.6 6 says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, meaning her food in the summer, and gathereth her food in harvest. So, when you have food in store, then you're going to have food to eat in winter. I've watched some of these like survival shows like that guy that um, Alone in the Wilderness. That's a really cool documentary if you've ever seen that. Uh, and about that man named Dick Prinicky up in the um, Twin Lakes uh, mountain region in Alaska. And he's up there in the summer and, and I'm telling you what he's doing in the summer. He's one guy up there and yeah, he has some stuff flown in, but it's minimal. And what is he doing during the summer? He is chopping wood. He is preparing for winter. He is preparing for when, you know, you're just not going to be able to go out and hunt. Or you might not be able to go out and fish at all because the, the lake the lake ice is 48 you know, inches thick or something to that effect. Um, he's storing up in the summer and getting ready for the winter. That guy is tough as nails. He was up there into his 80s, 35 years, and he didn't even start until he was in his 50s. I mean, living not totally off the land, but pretty much, pretty close to it. The guy is amazing. Well, what a fascinating documentary on, on him. Uh, he was, and he did this for 35 years, from his like 52, 51 until he was into his 80s, and then he finally couldn't take the the cold winters anymore. And um, I, I think he passed away five, ten years ago. But I tell you what, that 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 man, I have a lot of respect for him. I, I don't know if he was saved. I, I don't know. I, I pray to God he was. But um, there's a guy that <laughs> you would want to be around, like, uh, if you, particularly if he was a Christian, end time type of scenario. Um, to actually get networked with people that uh, maybe have that mindset and are prepared to actually uh, possibly have to live that way. Because it's not something that you're going to be able to just transition to uh, overnight if, you, if you're not prepared to do it. There, there are preparations that, that you might want to think about. Uh, so anyway, going further... A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So a prudent man foreseeth the evil. Okay, well, that verse in Revelation that I just talked about, the black horse, I'm foreseeing that, and that's evil. <laughs> All this stuff we're getting into today, it's either been implemented, or is in the process of implementation, or is going to be more fully implemented in the near future. It's all evil. So, again, these are just some things to think about. First uh, Timothy five eight. But if any provide not for his own house, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Okay, and I'm not sitting here uh, to indict anybody. I'm just saying this is a, this is a verse in the Bible in the New Testament uh, that is one that a man in particular with a family would want to think about. Okay. 
So anyway, I'll go to the next part here. I got this the other day from a listener. He sent this to me. And it's a... Uh, he was saying how you can actually make a, a vitamin C-based tea. And it's how to make pine needle tea. Now, in most parts of America, or a lot of parts, maybe not most, but a lot, you might have access to pine trees. Okay? Uh, let me just read this to you. This is by Laura Crowley. She says, You can make a healthy, invigorating tea anywhere. It seems even in the middle of a pine forest. Native Americans and early settlers and explorers made pine needle tea, which is rich in vitamins A and C. Pine needles, pound for pound, have more vitamin C than lemons. Uh, it's especially good for those suffering from colds and flu, and its vitamin C content makes it very good cure for scurvy. Well, it, that's what vitamin C cures, is scurvy. Uh, if you have access to fresh, bright, green pine needles, you can enjoy this unusual tea. Now, I'm not going to go over all the ways to make it, but I, I list it out here. It tells you step-by-step step how to do it. It's pretty simple, not hard. It doesn't have a bad taste. And if, like, let's say, you know, they take away the vitamins and you don't have a store of vitamin C, food-based stuff, or even if you do, this could be a great way to supplement that. And vitamin C is essential for the immune system, for the primary immune system. Like I said, colloidal silver acts like a secondary immune system in the body. Vitamin C and, and the D3 and a lot of the fat-soluble vitamins and a lot of the trace minerals actually work on your primary immune system. They feed your primary immune system. Vitamin C being one of the most important. Vitamin C is one of the most important too because you burn it up with stress. And... Um, when you burn something up, you're going through it very quickly. People that are under a lot of stress, people that would smoke, burn it up really quickly. Uh, people that don't get enough sleep, people that take too much energy pills. You're burning your vitamin C stores up, and it's typically stored in the adrenal glands, and that's what helps you cope with stress. And we don't have any ability in, the bo- in a human body to actually make vitamin C. So you have to take it in from an external source. This would be a great way to supplement that, and it wouldn't cost you a dime. Other than, you know, the little bit of materials you might have to make it. So, anyway, I give you that uh, information there. It'll be on page 6 of the 18-page PDF. Okay, so next uh, point is point number 11, the EPA, regarding the permitting and the subject of fracking, which we're going to talk about. Hydraulic fracturing otherwise known as fracking, has caused our water supply to be tainted with even more toxic chemicals, which has in turn caused millions of Americans to essentially drink poison. Documentaries such as Gasland have exposed fracking to a huge audience, yet the process still continues to this day. Gasland is out in theaters now, uh, and it takes a look at communities where fracking takes place and residents have noticed contaminated drinking water and other hazards. One household even had water that could catch on fire. I don't know if you've seen that video of where there's water coming out of the faucet and they're literally, if you took a lighter, it would catch on fire. It's that bad in some places. Increasing pressure has led the EPA to launch an investigation. Gaslands director Josh Fox says that it's the largest drilling campaign in history and that the problem affects so many people in their own backyards. I'm going to go ahead and play this first part of this uh, thing on Gasland. And uh, because I, I think this is something that a lot of people really need to know about. You've probably seen ads on television. Hailing natural gas is the clean burning transition fuel. American shale basins contain an ocean of natural gas. The method of gas drilling they use is called hydraulic fracturing or fracking. It blasts a mix of water and chemicals 8,000 feet into the ground. The fracking itself is like a mini earthquake. The intense pressure breaks apart the rock and frees up the gas. In order to frack, you need some fracking fluid, a mix of over 596 chemicals, from the unpronounceable to the unknown to the too well-known. The brew is full of corrosion inhibitors, gelants, drilling additives, biocides, shale control inhibitors, liquid breaker aids, viscosifiers, liquid gel concentrates. Why is hydrofracking... Some of the most toxic chemicals on the planet, and they're injecting you know, 500 plus of these chemicals into the crust of the earth and expecting there to be evidently no contamination taking place. All, of course, they know it's taking place. 
but let's go further. Raising such concerns, the materials used for hydrofracking don't biodegrade. Once they're in the environment, they're in the environment to stay. If just 2% of these hundreds of thousands of wells go south in some way or another, that's thousands upon thousands of incidents, and I invite questions about that. What Mr. Appleton is doing is uh, searching for a problem that does not exist, um, because uh, looking at, looking at uh, all these other examples in all these states, uh, there, there has not been a problem with hydraulic fracturing. So there's been no problem, right? I mean, this is a guy who's sold a soul to Satan, essentially, and he's there, just like the one lady in the previous video saying, the barium's just coming from the food and water. It's just naturally occurring. It's normal for you to have, you know, uh, 25 times the normal uh, upper limits of barium in the bites. That's all good and that's all normal. There's no problem here. This is what Satan does. He acts as though there's no problem. Why would you even bring this up? This isn't even worthy of, of a conversation. This isn't even worthy of our time. And this is their typical way that they tend to downplay things. So let's go further. In less than a decade, the area became rapidly industrialized with over 5,000 wells drilled. So going to Garfield County is like looking into the future of any area slated for drilling. It's also the subject of the first preliminary study on the health effects of gas drilling. Seven medical researchers from the University of Colorado studied the air and the water, finding acute problems from toxic emissions from gas development. So when I got calls from people in Garfield County, there were calls from people who had severe health problems. This is Karen Trulove. She started getting massive headaches, getting really ill, feeling sick. And she said it got so bad that she didn't even plan her days anymore. She just tried to get through them. Then my friend Rick has benzene in his blood, toluene. Tara was speaking for her friends, friends that couldn't speak for themselves mostly because of non-disclosure agreements people who were in lawsuits or who had settlements that stipulated that once they received their money, they could no longer go public with their stories. I kept getting in car after car, hearing symptom after symptom. My first day in Garfield County, I did 16 hours worth of interviews, and finally, I got a chance to sit down with Theo Colborn, winner of five Rachel Carson Awards, a Time Magazine Environmentalist of the Year, and Congressional Fellow. Her accolades are too numerous to count. We've begun to look at what's being used to drill a well data that the government should be collecting but isn't collecting. We've been able to get our hands on some of that. Because of the exemptions, fracking chemicals are considered proprietary, like the special sauce for a Big Mac or the secret formula for Coca-Cola. The only reason we know anything about the fracking chemicals is because of the work of Theo Colborn. By chasing down trucks, combing through material safety data sheets, and collecting samples, Theo has identified 596 different chemicals in 900 chemical products. Every environmental law we wrote to protect public health is ignored. But the neurological effects are very insidious. Three years ago, I started getting really dizzy. At first, you may just have headaches. Then the next thing, you might have ringing in your ears. I thought I had an inner ear infection. I went to my doctor, and she's kind of, your ears are clean. Or you may be a little disoriented. Or you may feel a little dizzy. So they sent me down for a CAT scan. But eventually, you may feel what is called peripheral neuropathy. And when you get to this stage, you have irreversible brain damage. For the last four years, I have these lesions in my brain. I don't know where they came from. You may begin to get swelling. I hurt everywhere in my body. My legs, my feet, everywhere. Your extremities, especially the arms and the legs. I couldn't move. I couldn't reach my first heat. I never know where the pain is going to be. The pain can be excruciating. You get pains, pains all over your body. You don't know why you're getting the pains, and then they come and go, and they'll show up in another part of your body. I go out and I talk to the, the bosses, you know, the men who are overlooking what's going on, and even their supervisors. They are so surprised. They look at me as if I'm crazy when I ask them, well, where, where are they mixing in the chemicals now? Oh, we're not using any chemicals. Well, if we are, they're safe. Even the bosses don't know what they're telling those men to handle. And once the public hears the story and they'll say, well, why aren't we out there monitoring? We can't monitor until we know what they're using. There's no way to monitor. You can't. Studies and surveys by GWPC, EPA, and IOGCC over the last 11 years have found no real credible threat to underground drinking water from hydraulic fracturing. Oh, right. 
Studies and surveys by GWPC, EPA, and IOGCC over the last 11 years have found no real credible threat to underground drinking water from hydraulic fracturing. So, again, this is like totally the fox guarding the hen house. This is like Satan the saying, okay, Satan, will you monitor the fracking and make sure that you, you, um, make sure you tell us the truth if there's any bad things happening to the drinking water or to the environment in any way, shape, or form. We'll trust you, Satan, and we know you're not going to lead us in the wrong direction. That's essentially what's happening here. Now, I believe this next man that they're going to interview is actually works for the EPA, but he's kind of like uh, off-camera type of thing. It's not like this is the official stance of the EPA, but this is what he's admitting to. Um, he's the whistleblower. Uh, under the authority of EPA, speaking uh, on behalf of views that agency represents. I will put Weston Wilson not speaking on behalf of the EPA, although he works for the EPA. In 2004, the EPA was investigating water contamination incidents due to hydraulic fracturing across the country. But a panel rejected the inquiry, stating that although hazardous materials were being injected underground, EPA did not need to investigate. Weston Wilson, a 20-year veteran of the EPA, wrote a letter to Congress objecting. He also noted that on the peer review panel that authored the report, five of seven members appeared to have conflicts of interest and would benefit from the EPA's decision not to conduct a further investigation. They came out with the patently uh, ridiculous conclusion. They had showed it was toxic and then said it wasn't a risk. It made no sense, and only in an Orwellian world would you accept that. From 1995 until 2000, when he became vice president, Dick Cheney was the CEO of Halliburton. One of the first things he did when he became vice president was to form what was known as the Energy Task Force. They met up to 40 times with industry leaders. They only met once with members from environmental groups. The Energy Task Force and a $100 million lobbying effort on behalf of the industry were significant in the passage of what's called the Halliburton Loophole to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which authorizes oil and gas drillers exclusively to inject known hazardous materials adjacent to underground drinking water supplies. It passed as a part of the Bush administration's Energy Policy Act of 2005. From my research, Dick Cheney, maybe with the exception of Henry Kissinger, has got to be at the very, very top of the most evil men that have ever walked the planet. Uh, Man's pure evil. Pure, pure evil. And so when I saw that he was the one that was instrumental in this via Halliburton, uh, it really didn't surprise me. So again, we are one big experiment. We are one big cage, uh, cage of, of guinea pigs or rats or whatever that they're experimenting on. And they're doing all these things to try to kill us. A lot of it's for greed. A lot of it's just to try to kill us. A lot of it is who knows what all their their, uh, motivations, it's all evil. So just, you know, bear that in mind. That's that's how this this happened, from a legal standpoint, what that man just went over. That point stopped. All science, all data, everything stopped. We were appalled about burying this kind of, maybe no pun intended, but (laughs) burying this this secret uh, that was known to be toxic. You know, when... When the president says to its bureaucracy, uh, don't investigate, expedite things for industry, we do those jobs well, too. One could characterize this entire industry as having 100 years of history of purchasing those they contaminate. So they purchase the land and often with uh, with an agreement of secrecy of somebody that's alleging uh, they've been contaminated by oil and gas production. So the industry itself has that type of practice. Okay, so they buy the people that that are closest to these fracking wells that come, some of them you heard interviewed here, come down with all these horrific symptoms. They're dying. They're desperate. They buy them off. And when they buy them off, they have non-disclosure contracts they sign, which says, okay, we're going to buy you off. But in order to do that, the benefit that we get is you have to keep your mouth shut for the rest of your life in order, you know, to to get this money from us. And that's how they do it. 
corporate business model is to come into an area, develop it as fast as you can, and if you trash anything, you make the people who you impact prove it, argue it in a court of law, and the last person standing gets bought off and you move on. You're saying it's the industry itself should be proving it and not the people. This is America. We, we shouldn't be assuming that corporations can keep a secret, especially when they're practicing in our backyard. So the onus should be on the industry to prove to the government that their practice is benign and not that assumption. What you can be picking up from these citizens is what we should be investigating, but we're not. And don't assume since Obama got elected that uh, something's changed at the EPA yet in that regard. We're still asleep at the wheel. Even if they weren't true, they deserve an investigation. They're citizens of the United States. And they certainly don't deserve to be exposed to secret chemicals. It's not America. Each time they drill a well, they need between one and seven million gallons of water. Each time they go back and frack an existing well, they need an additional one to seven million gallons of water. They can frack a well up to 18 times in its life. They started out west, New Mexico, Colorado, Texas, Wyoming, Oklahoma, and in the south, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama. 450,000 wells times 18 times one to seven million gallons is something like 40 trillion gallons of water. All of it infused with the 596 chemicals in the fracking fluid. Studies and surveys by GWPC, EPA, and IOGCC over the last 11 years have found no real credible threat to underground drinking water from hydraulic fracturing. Which is a lie. Sometimes it, it bubbles and hisses when it comes out. So I highly recommend it. You want to drink it? <laughs> I won't drink it. Now, this is... You've probably seen ads on television. That's a lady who's near one of these fracking sites, and the water literally bubbles and hisses when they put it in the cup. Always a good sign when your water's talking back to you, you know? Um, And this is the water that can actually catch on fire as well. So, again, there's some serious, serious contamination of the groundwater going on here. And then this next part is saying what... Or, oh, I'm sorry, hold on, I I made it go to the very, very top here. Okay, I'm just going to start here. There's only, oh, I guess that was the end of the video, I'm sorry. That was the end of the video. So, anyway, um, that is the, about 10 minutes. There's there's a lot more, it's, if you click on that link, there's a lot of other links that you can click on. There's actually, you can see... Uh, I don't know if the full gas land uh, is online yet, as far as if you can watch it up on YouTube. I'm not 100% sure about that, but you, pro- you probably can find it if you want to know more about that. Anyway, the link there for gas land, this, the, the key points of the video that we just played is there. Now, the next part is 170 million barrels of Pennsylvania frack waste is injected into the Ohio lands, into Ohio. And this is a story I just found the other day. Over the last four years, enough brown, yellow, salty liquid has been injected thousands of of feet under Portage County to fill railroad tank cars stretching for 63 miles. Let me repeat that. Over the last four years, enough brown, yellow, salty liquid, this is all this fracking chemicals and waste, has been injected thousands of feet under Portage County, I believe in Ohio, to fill railroad tank cars stretching for 63 miles. That's pretty incomprehensible. From 2007 to 2010, Portage injection wells handled nearly 4,042,000 barrels of waste. 4,042,000 barrels of waste. According to records from the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, Division of Mineral Resources Management, that's nearly 168 million gallons, or enough to fill rail tank cars to stretch from Akron to Mansfield. I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, Today on Dutch Census site, or, yeah, it was today, uh, Texas, 4.7 magnitude earthquake, and... He what he did is he zoomed down on Google Earth and, and he found that basically right where the epicenter was there was a fracking well. I mean they're fracking 
which means the fracturing, the crust. I understand it's not like thousands of feet, like maybe in some of this uh, offshore drilling um, or uh, oil drilling, but they are fracturing the ground and they're they're using all this pressure and, and you know I don't know what type of effects it's going to have, but none of it can be good for the environment. Now, on the same note as the uh, as the EPA under this heading. Uh, five-year naval war exercises in all the U.S. coasts with every kind of horrible toxin, bomb, or chemical warfare germ you can think of. In other words, this is a, a thing that the EPA has totally ignored, this five-year naval war exercise that's um, been going on off the, sh- off the U.S. coastlines um, wh- where they're using all kinds of horrible toxins, bombs, chemical warfare. They even admit this endeavor will take, which means to kill up to 11 million sea mammals. All the stuff that they're doing off our coast, the naval war exercises, they, they're they saying that it will kill up to, up to 11 million sea mammals. Nuclear leakage and fallout, every imaginable chemical, pesticide, and herbicide, chemtrails, oil spills, gushers, aerosol spraying of deadly toxins on oceans, these are things that the EPA should be going after. In other words, a lot of stuff we've already discussed. Okay, uh, ocean trash dumping by corporations, neglected toxic Superfund sites, and what about the the ongoing thing in the Gulf right now? Okay, no, 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 that's all just ignored. All the stuff is just ignored by the EPA. Okay, overflowing spent nuclear f- uh, fuel pools all over the country, uh, and then it goes on to say, let's see, what am I forgetting? It doesn't really matter. Anything that kills us or animals and or benefits big business is okay by the EPA, apparently. And it really is that bad. And it's probably even worse than that. Because remember, there there have been there's this has all been a cover up, so I'm not saying that we've discovered <laughs> all aspects to the cover up. But that's that's just one of the ways they're trying to kill us. And the EPA is mightily greasing the skids for that, as we just saw. Next point, number 12, is the USDA. All these alphabet soup agencies are fakes. They were put in place by the powers that be to make us think that the government was protecting us in our country. And maybe for a while get us to get us into believing them. But folks, the truth is finally coming out. They are there to enable the move to consolidate the elite's plan for total control over our lives and to kill us. Here is a line from a recent article. Quote, the USDA lied to farmers and ranchers about the federal drought insurance. The government has refused to pay up during the worst drought in U.S. history. More farmers down the drain. The USDA is an enemy of the country. The FDA is an enemy of the people. The SEC is an enemy of investors. The EPA is an enemy of the earth. I could go on and on and on. Nothing is logical. Nothing makes sense. The powers that be are brutal, evil, and diabolical. They delight in death, destruction, and enjoy watching us suffer. Now, the guy that wrote this isn't saved, okay, that wrote the backbone for these 19 points here. I've injected a lot of things in there, but even somebody, you know, that's unsaved can clearly see, you know, the evil behind this. Okay, so then let's go further. The 13th point, Fukushima. And we've discovered this, if you just came Fukushima, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done several studies where we've, where we've covered Fukushima, the nuclear a disaster, which is a nightmare. Um, ghostly releases of radioactivity haunt the Japanese countryside. Lives once safe are now beset by an ineffable scourge promising vile illness and death. Large sectors of the population are accumulating significant levels of internal contamination, setting the stage for public health tragedy. An increase in the number of miscarriages and fetal deaths will be the first manifestation that something is amiss. An elevated incidence in birth defects will begin to fall will begin in the fall and continue into the indefinite future. Thyroid diseases, cardiac diseases, and elevated rates of infant and childhood leukemia will follow. Now, that's going to be worldwide. Wherever the Fukushima, you are downstream, and in America is the first place, essentially. I mean, granted, I know you have the Pacific Ocean, but I'm, I'm talking about the next largest landmass, America. And again, I've done several uh, pieces of documentation where we cited that uh, the radiation levels in, like, rainwater in, in um, uh, certain parts of America a lot of times have been off the scale. Uh, that radiation has been turning up in the, in the vegetables and in the milk and things of this nature. 
But again, the government just sweeps everything under the rug, ignores it, just like they did with the Gulf disaster, like they're continuing to do, just like they're doing with all these things that we're bringing up. They just, because see, that's implementing their agenda. That's implementing death destruction. They're, that's serving Satan. So they're going to cover all that up. And they're going to try to get everybody to focus on, okay, you know, pro football or, or the latest fashion trends or, or the latest uh, Hollywood gossip or whatever garbage. And that's what people are fixated on. While all this stuff that we're getting into in the study is, is happening every day, and for the most part, the masses remain silent. Uh, going further... Over the next decade and beyond, cancer rates will soar. Japan's government, its Nuclear Safety Commission, and the Tokyo Electric Power Company have already demonstrated that they will do everything in their power to keep citizens ignorant of what is taking place. And the emerging health crisis is scheduled to be erased. They're all in this together. All these countries at the top, they're all compromised. they're, They're... it's one big effort to pull the wool over everyone's eyes regarding these particular things. and um, They're all working in this together, is, is all I can say. The powers that be that actually control these individual companies or countries, that's how they're implementing it. So, following a time-tested blueprint worked out by prior radiation releases around the world, data relevant to assessing the medical impact of the accident will not be gathered. Radiation doses to the population will be woefully underestimated. The hazards associated with low levels of internal contamination will be obliterated from all discussions of risk. Academic journals that support the nuclear agenda will be flooded with bogus studies demonstrating that no health detriment was suffered by the population. Nothing is more despicable than to have our our government order a news blackout what is very possible of a life extinction event of mass proportions, which is true. And again, this is just one of the ways they are trying to kill us. And again, the title of this particular teaching. I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we will go to, actually, I'm sorry, part eight. We'll end part eight, and we'll go to part nine next.